Hey everybody, welcome back to the Traumedy Podcast. I'll again bring another one in quarantine day 71. Are you holding up okay? I'm losing it slightly, not because of uh, cabin fever, but because of the overreaction I'm seeing from everybody. And they're, they're stewing in their own guts. People, people, get a hold of yourself. We're going to get through this. We're not stuck in the house. If, you, if you're drinking too much, if you're beating on your spouse too much, if you feel like doing some heroin or some opiates, um, don't. Don't. Remember, we're allowed to go outside and run. You're allowed to go hiking. Get outside and hike. Get outside and move around. Put a mask on and move around. It's not as bad as you think it is. Get outside. Also along those lines. Just look at the statistics. Much, much lower than we anticipated. Like I've been saying, I'm still surprised uh, at, at the lower numbers. It's not point. It's not point three. More like point zero three percent of the population is fatal. We're learning more and more and seeing that a lot more people had this, and uh, they've gotten past it now that we're capable of doing antibody testing. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You're going to be okay. Don't start bad habits now. Start good habits. Start good habits. Start on a health plan. Look, we're going to be able to do something you've never, ever before, hopefully never since, will have the opportunity to do. You're going to coast right from February, the cold slushes of February Days where you hump your ass into a cold, cold car and drive to work in the gray overcast day where the trees are leafless and lifeless and your kids are complaining and don't want to get up early and go to school. We don't have to worry about any of this. It's past. We're through February. We're through March. We had fun, had a few drinks during St. Patty's Day, rejoiced at our kids' birthdays. We had some good times. We had a few drinks then. We had a few more drinks. We had a few more drinks. We started to get loose. <laughs> we got loose. We got loose. But now, look at this. March is done. April, done. We're walking in on May. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it's Cinco. But guess what? We, you gonna have another drink? Done that. Been there. We've been doing it since Feb. Now it's time to ratchet it up. <laughs> and start getting on a game plan because guess what is right around the corner? Summertime. And summertime is gonna be better than, uh, any of these previous months. They're pushing this to the 31st of May, our home lockdown. Now, like I said, home lockdown doesn't mean you're stuck in the house. Even if it were, take a take a, a lesson from some of the people that are stuck in CIA safe houses. They're not even allowed to go outside or anything. They just sit in the room and they would do deck workouts. You know what that is? You take the card, 52 cards, playing cards, and you just assign a workout to each one of those cards. So if it's like, Hearts are sit-ups, pull-ups are spades, clubs are push-ups, and um, diamonds are crunches. And you just flip the cards. You get the, you know, five of diamonds, boom, you're doing five crunches. You get the 
10 hearts, you're doing, you're doing five pull-ups. You're doing 10 pull-ups. You get the ace, you're doing 13, you know? And you just sat in the room and you just busted through that deck of cards because they can't go outside. That's not the case with us. We can step out and we can be going anywhere we want. So don't, don't, well, enough of don'ts. How about this? Do start a new plan, a new regime. We got about a month before we got to have beach bus. We got about a month and a half before we're out on the streets living life again. I'm not losing my summer. And the way the world's looking right now, we're going to revolt. This goes into June. So by all means, start right now with a new diet, new workout. At least ebb off the alcohol and get your head straight. Because, damn it, you don't want to be unprepared for when the sun doth shine and the waves doth roll and the and the summer concert series comes through and suddenly boom i gotta look good i want to look sweet i got i already got a mustache going i gotta look good in a speedo so let's do it and with that in mind do this send this around to the family friends tromedy podcast is alive and well we're, we're doing you know everything around here to stay calm and easy and i've been doing a couple of things to stay uh right no alcohol Working out, I've run every day for about three and a half weeks, almost a month straight. Shedding off the pounds, taking care of the carbs. I don't know. I got a kid to play with. I'm finding other things to do. I'm not perfect, trust me. Uh, my go-to is Hershey bars with almonds, the king size. Dip it in some Laura Scudder's peanut butter. I've been known to go through a full king size Hershey bar in one evening. Now, that ain't good. And I'm still packing on that, that big old heater in the front that I don't like. I don't like having a water heater hanging off my belly button. You know what I mean? So I'm going to have to start curtailing my Hershey bar intake and putting in something else in there. But um, the goal is let's get myself in shape for the summer and then possibly look into some beach butt, some, some triathlon stuff, uh, and then start swimming in the ocean. Um, you know, anyway, I, that's, that's all I'm doing. And also writing a book and, um, and still doing the podcast and actually still teaching. So yeah, I'm busy, but I'm getting up, trying this new thing out, getting up at five in the morning and getting ready. Now I'm asleep at about seven forty-five in the evening. Now and that's through no fault of my own. I'm not doing it intentionally. You know, we're watching Better Call Saul and I'm, I'm sawing logs while uh, the missus tries to watch the show. And I apologize to you, OP, because I know it's bothering you. Um, but I, I can't help it. Getting up at 5 is the time that I have to do some writing, to do some head clearing. And then I can, as soon as the kid wakes up, throw him in the, in the stroller and go for a big, long run with him and the dog. And that way she gets some time off, you know. And this is it. I'm just going to make my time. Make my time. So I'm feeling good listening to some self-help books along the way. And I just started uh, driving around the other day, and I saw my old International Scout 2, my first car ever. It's at my grandparents' house, and it got me thinking about the Scout. So for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to send you over to another uh, previous podcast I started where I was driving to go swimming 
in the ocean at an undisclosed location. I don't want to let you know where I'm going. I might even tell you in the damn podcast. But, um, yeah, we're still capable of doing it. People are still doing it. Again, another thing you can do. They're not arresting us. They're not, they're not coming down on this horde yet. And just remember that. You can do whatever you want, more or less. Don't start thinking with limitation. Think limitless and then let people tell you what they don't want and then find ways around it. <laughs> so the next part of this podcast is about the International Scout 2, my, my dream car, the car that I want to get back together as soon as I get a couple of bucks in my pocket that I can call my own and don't get detailed over to my kids. That's it. So without without any more meanderings and uh, blatherings, uh, tune in and enjoy yourself. And if you got it, you got that. Go use it. Take care. Just thinking about the good old time. Let me listen to this one. Listen to this one. Oh, driving away from my house today, I happened to just briefly glance at this. Well, how's it said in Better Off Dead? Uh, an auto cocoon on my driveway that forever darkening my driveway and inside that cocoon rests one of the first luxury SUV cars yes an American built a, a rarity a kind of a a, 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 a pierce shadow a pierce arrow of sorts uh, a Duesenberg of the de- of the dirt the the the, di- the dirty diesel, the dirty diesel Duesenberg of, uh, of 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 SUVs. This is before they even call them SUVs. I don't even know if they call them ORVs, but it's four wheel drive, boys and girls, and it's luxurious for an SUV. I'm not talking about Bronco, although there were Broncos floating around back in that day and age. There were. <clears throat> Toyota Land Cruisers. There's a little tin whips that would kind of just strut around. Yeah, they always start. Yeah, they're nice and light. They don't get, you know, they don't get stuck down too much. But in comes the International Scout. And the Scout, the first one, little 5,000, I think this was, a little Scout 5,000. Yeah, it's doing business. It's rivaling the old Broncos. Say, hey, I can do it. Comes rip-roaring around. Yeah, you can drop down my windshield and drive around like a gentleman uh, in the in you know in in an army type GPV looking little vehicle. And that did the trick for a little while, until all of a sudden comes strutting on the scene the International Scout Two. And this little sucker ain't nothing little about it, I'll be honest. This damn thing is a high ride. It's got futuristic kind of sleek bulldozed corners, minimalist, big. Talking blazer big, but better blazer big. And it's got a roof that goes all the way back from the windshield that you can pop right off. You take that sucker off, you got that hard top shell off, 
you got yourself basically a land boat that you can roll around town in stylo. And, uh, uh, oh man, what else it got? It's got a pretty good little power plant in there, a little three, four, five. Have you ever heard of a size like that? Redonkulous, but it gets you around and it gets you the places you need to go. And it's geared low. So you can tug around any damn thing. And there is zero issue on that drivetrain. And what's nice is for a young fledgling driver like old K-Bone here, uh, I was able to just cruise around town, get into trouble and whatnot. But when it came to freeway movement, well, you were chugging and you were uh, you were gassing at it about 68, maybe 70 miles an hour. That damn engine. So you couldn't get into highway style traffic accidents unless the brakes were going out on it um, and you just plain couldn't stop, which was also the case. They had, they had zero brakes on mine, uh, despite doing a complete brake overhaul. Now, listen, the Scout is still there. It's still at my, my parents' That rental house now, and where we're renting because I got to sell my other house. It's still there, locked underneath a little old fabrica, just waiting for the day that I can resurrect her. And I and I miss the SS Scouty. I can't wait to get her out and about. Now listen, you drive around with that little sucker, you come around in style. People that. When you come rolling up, you know what I mean. I had a, I had a top down. I had a painted gold. That Mustang green and gold, green top, gold sides. And when I take off the top, I had some redwood planks that I that I uh, milled into like railings on the side, and I screw them into the to the uh, to the bolts holes along where the where the roof would normally connect and that way you can put your elbow up on them sides and uh you wouldn't get a third degree burn from the sun radiating down on the gold uh corner there you know what i mean so you see so it looked pretty dope i had these redwood railings along the side still had the old school white rims you know there's the, the white wheels get you out of more trouble than you want to ever be in now here's the thing very good safe car for a young man until I told you it only tops out about 70 miles an hour also built out of solid solid stainless steel so where you had those land cruisers rolling around I can go up over rocks this guy ain't gonna be like nice watch out I'm gonna plow through the rocks it was a monster like me it was just this big rhinoceros of a vehicle that could traverse all terrain hence the word you know all terrain vehicle man and uh now a little heavy a little heavy so if you were to get you know let's say driving fast like an overeager 17 year old trying to show off to his friends and drive around after the rains and happen to drive into the 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 rain wash the wash off from the mountains 
and just get uh, into that boggy area between two hillsides where all the water's collecting to go run off. Uh, I think it's going to sink. That puppy's going to sink. And it's heavy enough to sink down, down, down to the wheel wells, which 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 happened to uh, old young K Bone back in you know back in high school. And uh, you know what you got to do you got you got to you got to realize no one's coming for you back then. We had to got to deal with it. So this is not remember also lunchtime uh, middle of high school this happened. So uh, I had to call my dad. Say uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to call me out. I'm I'm uh, I'm not gonna be able to make it to class till I get my car out of the mud. Did uh, my my dad said what, what what are you talking about? Where the hell were you? I said I was just I was just uh, driving around on on McClay Hill. This is McClay Hill, boys and girls, in Nevada, California. Now you can't. This is. You can't drive on that now like you could back then because then it was just a hill that you had to hump your ass up and then eventually hump your ass in a keg up and then um, bring everybody from school up there and throw kegs. Um, but now it's all full of houses. You can't. You can't do that. But back then, oh, you could. Oh, you could drive. Oh, you could drive it. You couldn't drive all the way to the top where we throw kegs because. Uh, there were cliffs, so you had to kind of scale uh, like a 70 or 80 uh, percent great slope gradient at, at, at several points. Now, I do think some people did get a car up there somehow, um, but that is, uh, that is a tale for another day. This day, raining, muck, stuck, old Ken and the scout, and I said, Dad, I got to figure out how to do this. Um, what I do? Call AAA? Triple <laughs> Triple A, boys and girls? No. You can't. What's AAA going to do? They're going to walk and look at me, give me a high, high hat salute and do an about face and turn it and roll off to my sixes later. Can't help you there. You can't do that. You can't do that when you're stuck. So, you know, so my dad goes, are, are you dumbass? I'm coming to help you. He comes out with some planks. So this is what you do. This is, this is a little learning lesson for all you young idiots out there that will do this. I guarantee you will. And uh, hopefully you live somewhere like in middle America, in the south, in the Midwest, uh, because you'll know what to do. Now, hey, 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 dummy, Californian kids, this is for you. Okay, so what you do is you're going you're gonna to need some, probably one or two by fours? No, you're gonna want two by sixes. All right, you're gonna want either like big, large plank fence board planks, right? Or you're gonna want like two by sixes, maybe even two by eights. You're gonna want them about six to ten feet long. I'm not kidding. Well, you could even maybe do four fours and sixes. Uh, you're gonna need these suckers, cause and you're gonna need a spade shovel. You're gonna need to bring a spade. If you got friends, get them out there. This is a fun day. You'll enjoy this. Hey, just bring beer or something if you uh, if you want to pay them back. Now I had some friends that lived around there. Um, won't forget this. One of them, yeah, they lived right down the street. They saw me there. They showed up to their house to get. Uh, 
to toke some dope. And uh, they saw me up there, and they, and they kind of waved. Hey, K-Bone, sorry you're stuck, dude. And then they went in there, and they proceeded to get high up at Jesus. And that's how they spent their lunch. And as they're driving away, I'm still up there kicking the dirt, throwing plugs of mud. You know, screaming up to the rafters of heaven. You know, what am I going to do? I got to call my dad. And uh, they come chuckling out of their house and looking at me and kind of, you know, stumbling around. Hey, hope you're okay, Kevin. And they drive off. Now, my dad was there at that point. He goes, who the fuck are these guys? Oh, they're my friends. He goes... He looks down the nose, his nose at me, that, that aquiline hero's Prince Valiant nose, and he goes, you think they're your friends? And that was a bit of a wake-up call. I, I kind of went, oh, well, I guess not. I wouldn't have done that, you know. But I'm like, yeah, they are. They're just, you know, they're stoners. And he's like, anyway, get to digging. All right, so now this is what we do. You show up with all that stuff, and then you just start, kind of thankfully, four-wheel drive. Obviously, I had already locked the hubs. I'm good to go. Well, what you do is you got to dig out behind the wheels. So you start digging out behind there. Now, everybody listening in Mississippi and Arkansas, you know all this. I'm just telling to the kids that live in Brentwood and, uh, you know, uh, Alderado Hills, and, um, you know, Montecito. Kids that live near urban wildland interface and think, hey, well, guys like me, all right? Shut up. I get it. I was an imbecile too. I'm not coming down on you hard, but just you got to remember if you get stuck, you got to dig yourself out because nobody else is going to help you. So you dig out behind the tire, you cut it down to the cut an angle from about a foot away from the back of the tire, cut an angle to the base of the tire that's stuck in the mud, that's going to be filling up with water as you do this. You're going to be slogging around. Make sure you tie your shoes extra tight because as you're sticking in there in the mud, you're sinking your foot down, you're going to take a step and guess what's going to happen? Your foot's going to get out, but your shoe ain't. And it's going to slog in there and now you got to dig your foot out you got to dig your shoe out of there with your sock that's going to be probably the whitest sock you've ever worn in your life until you pull it out and you look at it and you're like well that's going to get ruined as soon as gravity takes hold and you dig out your shoe and now you've you've uh, you have to step into that muck with just a sock on and you got to dig your shoe out and you got to put it back on and then you just feel the oatmeal dirt and mud in your foot squeegeing between your toes. So do this, do yourself a favor. Double knot your shoes and, um, and, and dig and, and stay loose, stay light like a boxer. Move your weight back and forth and displace yourself as you're digging. Yeah, it's going to be a little physical. Well, remember, you're, you got to be a physical guy. Got me a physical gal. You want to do physical, exciting activities. That's just the rules. You want to be with nature. You got to be natural. And uh, so you dig. So you dig that nice, that sweet, sweet angle to the back of that tire. 
And then you stick that plank in there. Now you might want, if you got it, nice little hand sledge, uh, you know, maybe a weighted hammer. Pop, tap, 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 tap that wheel, tap that, tap that plank underneath that wheel. Okay, you see where I'm getting at now? Now this is if I'm deciding to back out. We're going to reverse. Because basically what you're doing, you're making artificial ground by putting a plank behind there. What you're banking on is that you get it underneath the tire enough that now the wheel gets purchase. And then when you back up, it catches the plank. The plank lifts it out of the muck. You're out. You back up to a good, safe location. And you're free. You're home free. So, like I said, I was I was sunk down to the axles in this damn thing. I did it. Pop right out. Start reversing. Stuck right down to the goddamn new axle. Uh, my dad, meanwhile, is screaming at me. You can't gun it. You can't gun it. Uh, meaning you can't go. You can't. You can't. If you start spinning out, you lose all your traction. J hole. So, uh, much to my chagrin, I had done just that. So now, um, I, I had to once again dig out. Now, I will say this knew I was going to have to cut out this time. This time, we're going to go forward. So, if we're going to cut forward, you're going to maybe dig those, those trenches a second time, put the planks in front. So, we're doing that. We're digging again. My dad's just looking at me going like, you owe me, man. You owe me. This is, you're not going to, I'm not forgetting about this. I was having a nice day home from the firehouse reading, you know, uh, looking at uh, sheds to build. And, uh, and now I got to come here and dig holes for my idiot son to, who was trying to show off to a couple of hot chicks in the back of his scout. Now, it is a good looking scout. I'll do it for the scout not for the sun. So he's doing that. And then young David Buckles. Dave, now Dave Buckles is a good man. Dave Buckles is a car guy. He's a car nut like like I am. Uh, much more so. Much more so. He's got a couple of great cars. He's got, um, and, he, and he regularly goes to the good guys, you know, shows his cars off at the good guys. He, did, he used to do the drag strip Tuesday nights in, in, in Finneon Racetrack. Where you go and all the high school kids could race what they were messing around with, what they were ratcheting, tinkering with. You do that. He comes rolling up. Him yeah, might, might have even been his brother too, Bobby. And uh, they park at the base of the hill, and they and they get out. They come walking up, and they go, "What? This must have been after." So you got to imagine this is probably well. It had to at least be. 240 because that's when school got out so basically I've been here an hour and a half maybe two hours and so um, yeah we're all everyone's real happy at this point yeah dad's not feeling feeling that great but needless to say the two come walking up and they go yeah all right you got an extra shovel what I'm dumbfounded because listen Dave and I are friends. Well, I went to his kindergarten birthday party. Let's not mess around. I mean, we go way back. But we don't hang out that often in high school, okay? This is the kind of guy Dave is. 
You guys got an extra shovel? Let me give you a hand. Here, I got it. He's on it. He grabs a shovel. Other guy grabs a shovel. They dig a hole. It's moving around in the in the sluice. You know, all it's just all that all that just watery mud. And he's he's digging it out, sticking the two by six in there. And then he says, "Get in." I think we got enough. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bounce on the end of the two by six, and it'll kind of like pry. <laughs> hopefully suck it out from underneath the mud and suck the tire up enough that it'll take off. So, um, he does it. They, they, they get in there, they dig it. He goes, get in there, get in there. And my dad's going, yeah, all right, nice job. What he said, do that. That's smart. He goes and ties a rope to the front brush bumper of his his Toyota. Actually, I'm not going to dig. I, I love Toyota. So he can, he had a nice Toyota pickup truck. So he ties a rope from his front um, brush grill to my front bumper, and he's going to back it out in four-wheel drive. He's going to he's going to give additional torque by pulling on his end from a safe distance away near the street and the dry gravel, and then they're going to bounce, and I'm going to four-wheel out of that spot and uh, start boom boom. God, the car still I still love the sound of that thing, a little V8. It was a beautiful car. I love her. And uh, and I get it go and so it's on and I look back and they're waving the rearview mirror. They're trying to stand balanced on the end of this beam. They go, come on, come on, go for it. Thumbs up. And I get excited, boom, and I gun it. And the thing woo, woo, lurches and just woo, like climbing steps. It just zips right out and I look back and I wave I give a thumbs up as I'm driving and I see two twin rooster tails of mud splattering the two guys standing on the plank ends behind my rear wheels I mean from from crotch to to crown man all the way up just sprayed in diarrhea brown and they're just like in their mouths. In their <laughs> I feel so bad. But car zips right out. Pulls right out. Um, and I drive it down to where my dad is. And I and I walk back up to him and, and I go, guys, I, I thank you so much for all the help. And they just kind of look at me and they're like. Yeah, Ken, no no worries. No worries. And I just want to take this minute, and Dave, and if it was you, Bobby, I want to thank you guys. You two are gentlemen. You didn't have to, but you did, but you did, but you did. And I thank you. Uh, what's the kind of guy you want to be? Come out there and help a friend in need. Now, that scout and I... We had some adventures, okay? I'm not... That's the least... In fact, that's the worst... Uh, nah. Well, that was one where the scout didn't let me down, but I learned its limitation, right? It's too heavy. Don't don't, don't put her into situations where, you know, weight is an issue. You know better, right? You don't, you don't ever... When weight's an issue, you never mention it to the, to the lady... Uh, and that, and that was, uh, we found out the hard way. Now, 
Have I done foolish things in that thing? Absolutely. Did I get out of them? You bet your sweet, sweet pink peachy bottom I did. And, uh, and, and, oh, yeah, we had some life and death situations with that scout that, um, that might come up again, you know? I'm, I'm thinking maybe I should tell another scouty story. Um, yeah, maybe I should mention another little scouty story. Stand by. Let's see. Okay, so what's happening right now, by the way, is, um, I'm driving through the Golden Gate Bridge toll booth. Right now, real time, I'm going for a morning swim. It is now 6,600 hours, and I'm meeting a crew of, uh, of, of blue-collar workers and um, lawyers who regularly swim the San Francisco Bay. So we're going to hit this up. I'm trying to be, you know, proactive. Anyway, this is a blast. This is a good time. See, another little scouty story, another little scouty story, another one I should maybe, maybe, maybe mention. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint the picture of this thing. Bought it. This is how this thing went down. So in sophomore year of high school, I worked all summer long um, at a construction company, basically hauling lumber. Um and and this was my workout for to, to get ready for football. Okay, so house that we were working on was up a hill. They would deliver every day a pile of lumber at the bottom of the hill. And my first job in the morning was to hump the lumber from the bottom of the hill up to the. We we're putting in we we're putting in a uh, sec, uh, an addition, a two story addition to a house. So we needed to put down the flooring. We were using inch and a quarter. Um, uh, tongue and groove plywood. Inch and a, inch and a quarter is that it? Might have been. It might have been uh, three quarter inch. And because I would grab two of those and I would run them up the hill, I was able then to grab basically an inch and a half. It must have been. They must have been three quarter inch tongue and groove. And tongue and groove, baby. That's that's where it's at. You know what I mean? You get that tongue in there. You get that groove, and you're having yourself a good night. But um, it, it's it's so when you deal with plywood, kiddos, it, it's um, I went the wrong way. When you're dealing with plywood, you uh, you're usually talking about quarter inch, maybe five eighths inch plywood. So um, this stuff this is this ain't warping and bending. This is four floors. This is the real deal. So when when you would use this stuff, it's going to be heavy. Anyway, I'd haul that up, haul up all of the ceiling joists, all the floor, you know, everything. Uh, you know, you know, you know the thing. You know the thing. Um, ceiling joists. I'm going to say them. Ceiling rafters, uh, floor joists, sill plates, right? Simpson ties. I'm smart. And um, and I get that ready for the house. So anyway, listen, needless to say, it's a hell of a great job for a sophomore in high school. I got paid, I believe, 12 dollars an hour under the table 12 bucks an hour in 1993 94 was some kind of money boy <clears throat> had my license no didn't have my license so uh working it doing that shirt off sun's out guns out situation so you do that you'd haul the lumber you do the manual work you would be the they they had one nail gun on site so when you had to 
hammer in a, a nailing schedule, which is basically the type of, when you're putting in, let's say, shear wall, when you're putting in plywood on a wall, kiddos, you got to make sure that your nails are a certain distance apart from one another and um, along the corners of them right on the edges and then in the middle of there you got to connect up to the to the to the um to the wood that's you know in in between the, the two by fours the frame the frame boards the the frame wood and that's called the the field the field in between the the piece of plywood so rather than tie the nail gun up doing that they were busy framing out the house but they'd give old ken a giant can of nails and a hammer and just go make sure that they're four inches apart along the edges and they're eight inches or less but more just make sure they're at least eight in the field and I'm going to come around I'm going to mark them if they're too far apart we got to start over because that's inspection they're going to check that so I would just sit there all day and boom 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 Boom, boom, boom. That's me starting the nail and hammering it hard. You go tap, 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 pop, pop, pop. Tap, 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 pop, pop, pop. And you do that for probably six hours sometimes, depending on where you were. And it's very good meditative work. I uh, highly recommend this for a kid to do. And then the nice part about doing this stuff was uh, they go, kid, come on over here. I want to show you this. I want to show you how you do this. This is how you mark out a right angle when you're laying down a silk plate. You ever hear of um, uh, 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 a three, four, five triangle? You know, who was it? Was it Archimedes? Who did it? Who figured that A squared plus B squared equals C squared? So if you were to take those and compute it down to the silk plates, you could technically figure out the right angle to build this house from, right? You'd take one corner at a concrete slab, you'd measure out three feet on one side, or you'd probably go even further. But let's say you go three feet on one side, right? So three, and then you go four, four feet on the other side. Now you knew if you connected those two marks up, I think I'm doing this right still, I'd have to sit down and and do it with a tape measure. But you knew if you made those arcs, you'd do that on a piece of, you'd have like a string with a pencil on the end, swing them, arc them. And then if you connected those two lines with the hypotenuse, you knew you had a right angle and thus you could build your house off of that equation. Pretty great to figure out that yes, math does work. It applies and I'm using it. And that's why geometry and trigonometry, like I could smoke it. But uh, I was never really good when it came to, like, uh, uh, inverse equations because I just couldn't theoretically see it. This stuff I could see. Fractions, no big deal. Geometry, nothing. No problem. Visual math I was good at. It's because of this. Because of this morning job. But I digress. The best part about this job was I made enough money. I was well on my way to getting a car. And... Come Christmas, I kept saying, Dad, I got some cash, you know, hook it. Um, looking at different cars, looking at Willie's wagon. I was looking at just old cheesy old panel trucks, panel vans, because I really wanted something kind of cool and, you know, uh, uh, basically cool. That's all I wanted. I wanted to look at an old surf wagon. And uh, my dad, though, Christmas, I see 
like the baby set of keys and I go oh that's it says car on it and I go ah, that's funny thank yeah and he goes I know how much money you saved up this summer and I got a fireman buddy who's selling his international scout too what he goes he's making a deal uh it's gonna be about two grand you got about 1200 bucks saved up I'm willing to cover the rest. Oh my God. Now I've gotten Fisher Price moon landing sets. I and my brother got a Honda ATV. Okay. I got a guitar. But I don't think there was anything better than that Christmas morning my dad telling me you throw in your 1200 bucks, I'm willing to foot you eight. Now, it means you got to drive your brother to work, school. It means you got to do some work around here. And if you do the work, you get the old scatty. It means your brother drives it too when he wants, when he gets his license. But you guys, you work that out and uh, you earned it. Now, $800, I couldn't believe it. My, now, so birthday and Christmas, same day for me. So, but that, still. That's so four hundred dollar presents too. You know, basically, was what that works out to be. I was. I'm still floored. I'm still floored. And and I love that car so damn much that I have never had the heart to sell it. And thus, it sits waiting for a resto at my at my uh, my old grandparents' house. My, the house my parents want to rent. That one that we're renting. And I just I miss I miss her. I miss driving around in that thing. So, so I'll tell you, it, it had some pretty sweet things to deal with on it. It had some pretty sweet little mods. I mentioned that I had the uh, planks that I used to put on there on the hot summer uh, vacation. I had the greatest steering radius of any car ever known. I could just sit in the court and do just circle after circle after circle. I could, I could flip a bitch on any street anywhere in town it was incredible um it had a little <laughs> it had a, it had an a-track player in it underneath the passenger seat underneath the seat of the passenger side literally used to be able to just slam an old a-track into that spot now it in the 80s nevado flooded so it shorted out that thing, but it did have an A-track player that I so want to uh, put in there just to have as like a way to do, or like build a way to have an MP3 player that you could plug in there and pretend that it was a, you know, you just slam it in though, like the damn A-track player. Um, okay, now listen, more, more to come because I just... I just got to the, the, the place I'm going to go swimming and um, I'll come back and I will be a new man and I'll be changed. And I want to tell you more about the Scout. Part two of the SS Scout soon to follow next week. Tune in, turn on, tweak up and tell a friend to lose.